ladies and gentlemen, this is Bright Crack, your weekly wedding podcast for great company, banter, and good times. Now let's crack on. Hi, Paul. Welcome to oh, Bright Crack. It's amazing to yes. have you on the show. Oh, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it already. Let's yeah, go. it's going to be completely <laughs> magic um, because hey. you are a wedding hey. magician. Yes, awesome. So before... Oh, look at this comment now. That's it. It doesn't get any better than that. That's, that's it. I've shown them the big finale. A star start to the, start <laughs> to the chat there. Um, so yeah, before we get stuck into the nitty gritty then, do you just want to introduce yourself really quickly to anybody who's watching or listening that doesn't already know who you are? Okay, well, uh, my name is Paul. I work for my own company, which is called Scoop Magic. Uh, Scoop is my kind of a stage name that a lot of people know me by. And I do uh, wedding magic. I do mostly close-up magic, but I also have a stage show. Uh, I also can do juggling and fire eating and that kind of thing as well. So I can do nice packages uh, to suit everyone. Amazing. So what would you say is your core inspiration for doing, performing wedding magic? What really drives you? Yeah, well, uh, the um, to actually to do the wedding magic, it's just, it's all about just making that, I mean, it's already going to be a big day, it's already going to be a special day, it's going to be a memorable day, especially for the bride and groom, mm -hmm. but to make it memorable and amazing and fun, and uh, for, for absolutely everybody there, from the kids to the grandparents, from, you know, the people you see every single day to the people you see once a year, uh, and just to make bring everybody together and make sure that everybody has a great time and that's that's what i love about doing the wedding magic it's so yeah it's, it's my my favorite thing to do i mean i do a load of other stuff parties and stuff up and down the country yep. but the weddings weddings is my favorite thing to do because right. everybody's just there to enjoy themselves and to be a part of that and to be part of people's memories that I mean especially the bride and groom again they're, they're never ever going to forget mm. but then to make that for everybody else as well to give them that kind of unforgettable experience is yeah it's amazing it's it's, it's a real privilege to be able to do it Incredible. I think um, from my experience, if I can do this with my hands, yeah. you've got groups of people at a drinks reception and they're stood like this, you know, when they don't know each other and they're yeah. like stood back to back. And then the magician comes up and he starts to do a trick. And what happens is they turn in and they face yeah. each other and they become part of like a shared experience, don't they? So in terms yeah, of kind of ice breaking at a drinks reception, I think wedding magic is is right up there at the top it's yeah it amazing. is I, I think it is the perfect icebreaker to get people relaxed and to get because like you said people just kind of separate off into their own little factions like they they go over to one side of the room your family goes to the other side of the room your neighbors will go to the back of the room yeah. um, but then when you get the magician in and yeah just get everybody kind of together they get, get them all jelly so that and that, and that then goes because if you have it early on in the day which is where i'd recommend having it with straight after the ceremony yes. while the bride and groom are off having the photos uh other people having drinks and canapes the reception kind of time that is when i recommend having visions because that just gets the the ice broken nice and early and it gets everybody together right at the beginning and then that carries on throughout the full day where they're all people know each other mm, laughing clapping and, and just talking you know and that's uh i think that's one of the main key things that people sometimes forget with the with the wedding they, they get all these these are the things which are, which are all great and, and uh, well, um, things like lawn games or casino, mm -hmm. but that's still things that people do separately, individually, or you know, in, in small groups. Yeah, Whereas with the teams. magician, yeah, exactly, yeah. small. Yeah, exactly. Your, your, your grandparents will go off and they'll play the game on their own or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but the thing with the magician, or, or you know, anything like that with, with entertainment, where they're all watching and it gets them all involved, and it just gets it gets the ice broken, like saying, you get it gets everybody just talking and chatting. Gets them, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I've just I've just discovered this actually. Um, I was having another dig round on your website. I must have missed it the first time. But there is an option 
with you to have your kind of traditional wedding magic, um, yeah. you know, where you're going around and, and, and uh, performing for people. But you also have the option to have like a stage show, don't you? Yeah, yeah that's my, pretty my unique. Do you want to just tell us about that? Because that's really cool. Oh, well, the cabaret show, well, it's, um, it's a bit it's different to different kettle fish to the, uh, the close-up magic. The close-up uh, close magic is great because it takes no self or anything and you can do it anywhere, anytime. Uh, the cabaret show, though, is, like I said, more of a, a shared experience. There's loads of audience participation, but it's, I would recommend having that, if you're going to have it, at the beginning of the evening. Yes. Uh, so while the if you've got separate evening guests, they're arriving cold and it gives them time to have a couple of drinks and sit in and relax. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it just fills that time kind of up to the first dance. Sure. And uh, my, my cabaret show uh, is up to 45 minutes. and I do a mixture of illusions, uh, comedy, uh, juggling, dangerous stunts, mind control, Darren Brown type stuff. And it's just, it's real fun. It's family friendly. It's aimed at the adults, but it is family friendly. There's no bad language. There's no rudeness or anything like that. So the kids right. can enjoy it as yeah. well. Uh, I do a true uh, version of it around the, the holiday parks. So like I say, it's all family friendly. It's all tried and tested on all kinds of different people. And uh, yeah, and it just gets, gets the night started. It's uh, yeah, I guess the party atmosphere going gets everybody laughing, clapping, cheering, and uh, and then you're off into the disco, and uh, yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, <laughs> good sound, that sounds really really cool. Yeah. Um, I guess like one thing that brides and grooms kind of might might go through their minds when they're shopping around for a, a wedding magician. I think everybody has this experience of having seen a wedding magician that didn't quite work very well at a wedding. And I know that we've discussed uh, this before, and we've we've sort of said that you know some yeah. magicians are amazing magicians. But they're not necessarily great around people, and and there's a there's kind of a connect there. So, what would you say that somebody who's who's gingerly considering having a wedding magician at their wedding, what should they be looking out for specifically? Um, I would look out for reviews is a as a major major thing. If they've, I mean, I would say if they've got anything less, if their average is less than four stars mm -hmm. on Google and Facebook and places like that, if their average is less than four stars, I would be concerned. Right. Um, but also, apart from the reviews, uh, and there's just the, the videos and photos. If there's an absence of live videos or an absence of live photos, then again, you'd maybe question on how much experience they've got and what experience people are having when they are performing. Mm -hmm. uh, so those, I think, are the main the main indicators Re reviews is probably the most the most important one if you know somebody who's had a magician and they were very happy with that magician then that's probably the magician you should go for if it's a trusted friend short of that if the, the online reviews is, is as close as you can get to a, a trusted friend recommending somebody and trust me people do uh people are keen to let people from what i've heard from other wedding suppliers is people right. are keen to let you know if you've not done something right so okay. uh, <laughs> awesome yeah brilliant so um I believe that you've brought something to share with us, like an inspiration that that um, you think you'd like to share with with brides and grooms out there that are thinking about um, planning their wedding right now. Something that really inspires you. Yeah, well, what inspires me uh, when I'm putting together my magic and my routines and deciding what to perform and how to and how to make it interesting, how to make it entertaining. Uh, the first part for making it entertaining is, just, you know, is generally to have a personality and to make it lighthearted and fun, but also. It can be hard if you're doing something like a, a normal, say an average run-of-the-mill card trick, where you get somebody to pick a card, you lose it, and you find it. That's okay. It's 
quite impressive, I suppose, depending on how you find it or how impossible you make I'm, it. But I'm, in, I'm not... impressed by that because I can't do it. So oh, <laughs> I, know, oh, I no, find no, that I'll, fairly I'll impressive. I can teach you that trick in five minutes. Wow, okay. After, after this, <laughs> One of the then, first after ones. This. Yeah, after this, it's yeah, a, or, you know, put it as a bonus if you like. <laughs> can teach everybody a trick. Uh, but to make people actually interested, you, you, they have to care about what that card represents or something like that. I'll make it into uh, like, like I have a trick that I do for the brides and grooms which is like a fortune-telling trick. Okay. And it's a similar pick-a-card type trick where I get them both to pick a card and then something very, very unusual and unexpected happens with it and they have a, end up with an impossible souvenir. Right. But the hook that I hang that on is on fortune-telling and telling them what's going to happen with their marriage and their future from then on and then using that souvenir that they can put in their little uh, bridal photo booth or their photo um, album. Cool. And, uh, and it gives them a nice souvenir. But other than that, there's things like people... People have hopes and dreams and things that they wish they could do. And when you're a magician, if you were really magic, mm-hmm. you would be able to do these things, these things that people wish they could do. And it's, it's almost kind of wish fulfillment. So people often ask me, like, or oh, if you're really a magician, why don't you just predict the lottery numbers? Right. So I have a routine that's tied around the lottery and making money appear. Uh, and, or I do a thing where I can empty out a can of Pepsi and then crush the can. And then with a click of the fingers and a wave of my hands, so not quite that cheesy, but the can uncrushes itself, I reseal the top, refill it with the drink, and then I'm going to open it and it's another this completely refilled can of pop, which is great for the kids. And then the adults always ask, can you do that with cans of beer? And yes, Excellent. Free bar. Yeah. yeah. All you yeah, need to do is find your closest recycling centre and bring in all the cans. Yeah, bring in all the cans. Can turn it all back into free it, beer. No that's problem. It. Amazing. Yeah, people, people are more interested in that because that's almost like something they wish they could do. Sure, so sure. It's, uh, yeah, it makes it more interesting, more entertaining. And that is really what I'm looking at when I... When I'm deciding what to do and kind of coming up with new routines, that's what I think makes it entertaining because people wish, always say, "Oh, I wish I could do that," and that's, I know, that's just something that uh, makes it interesting for people, doesn't it? Mm, I'd never even considered that side of it because I guess you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. That the 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 appeal of magic is the impossible isn't it and yeah. the belief in the impossible i think everybody wants to kind of believe that there's something more uh, out there and that really really attracts people so that's really really interesting yeah i think what i mean people get kind of attracted with the whole superheroes are quite uh, popular they're in vogue right now. yeah yeah sorry they're in vogue right now yeah exactly superheroes are popular and that's almost a similar thing where people wish they could do superhuman sure. unusual things you know where people they wish they could realize what other people were thinking they wish they could know that or they wish they could be able to tell the future and these are things that magicians you know in their acts are, are able to do and that's it's, a, it's almost like a wish fulfillment for people i believe oh, wow that's really cool so are there any uh, magicians out there that really inspire you is anybody that, that you follow that you particularly enjoy well there's the the people that people might have known about already is like Darren Brown is mm-hmm. absolutely incredible and he's got a great Broadway show at the moment Secrets that's doing amazing uh, all his live TV specials they're all fantastic he's he's a big inspiration of mine uh, David Blaine with his close up street right, magic yeah. that's uh, I, I, he got me back into magic when I was in my probably like my late teens early 20s and yeah but yeah he's still smashing it but people that people maybe don't know about so much uh luke germay is another mentalist psychic entertainer kind of mind reader who's if you've not heard of him look up his stuff on uh youtube and all that is yeah i'll go and see him live if you can find a, right. find a 
tickets. Really, absolutely incredible stuff. Or uh, Matt King, who has a, I think, was the longest running Vegas show in history. Okay. Uh, yeah, and again, not, not someone that most people will have heard of. People have heard of Penn and Teller or David mm. Copperfield. But Matt King, yeah, he's out there. He's been out there in Vegas, absolutely smashing it. And he's hilarious brilliant magical amazing show yeah so those are the people that kind of inspire me and uh as well as you know i grew up in the 80s and 90s so paul daniels uh, of course <laughs> uh, yeah. i got the legend eight years old and that was it i was off <laughs> fantastic cool so um just in closing then have you got any tips for brides uh, or grooms who are considering having a wedding magician what are the kinds of things that they should be thinking about maybe in terms of logistics and timings and what are the okay. key? What are the key things? Where would they start? Let's start. Well, when you're looking for a magician, uh, as I mentioned, check the reviews, check the photos, mm-hmm. check the videos. Uh, have a good look around the website. Uh, don't just go for the first magician. Um, if you've got somebody who's recommended it to you and they were absolutely loved that magician, then then go for that. Uh, other than that. If you have actually booked a magician, don't have it on at the same time as the disco. Or if you have got that, do it in a separate room. Don't have it when the lights are off and the music's absolutely deafening. Yeah, exactly, because you can't see the magic. You can't hear what you're saying. That is the worst time to have the magician. (laughs) If it's a close-up magician, yeah, it's an absolute nightmare when that happens. Uh, Other than that, um, I think we had... uh, I think that's just the well, main bearing thing. Bearing that in mind then, what would you say to somebody who was perhaps thinking about having a wedding magician and some music during the drinks reception? Is that a go? Yeah, during the drinks reception. If it was like nice background music, a string quartet or a saxophonist or something like that, no problem. that's great. That's, yeah. that's the atmosphere. That's lovely. That's really nice. It's just if it's like full on DJ because they, they DJs always want to just turn the music up to 11, don't they? Which is great. And that's the atmosphere and it gets everybody up and dancing. That's absolutely amazing. That's what they're there yeah. to do. But, if you've got something on going on at the same time, it's it's not helpful. I think so, the, I think the expression is fill the room. So I think that kind of describes how there isn't any space for anything else. I think. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly the way I'm yeah. thinking about it. I suppose it, the room is filled with sound and, and yeah, yeah and lights and uh, but yeah, but not not definitely not if you want people to um, pick a card and they can't even see the cards or they can't even hear any instructions or, or anything like that. It's right. definitely not good for a magician. But other than that, I mean, I would recommend having close-up magic, particularly. During um, that little break between the ceremony and the breakfast, that's the ideal time. Rowing during the breakfast is really, really good as well. And it is good filler for that gap between the breakfast and the evening. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's that's not when I would have it personally. It is great filler for that, but I think it, having it earlier gets the ice broken earlier. And, uh, yeah, it gets your party started and everybody relaxed it earlier when people aren't just, you know, bored and hitting the bar too hard and, getting into arguments and, you know, having fights on your wedding day, which happens quite a oh. lot. Yeah, when uh, yeah, when, when they've got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, and I guess something to really consider then, Paul, is that the, the magic is the icebreaker. I mean, I've always said that the music is the icebreaker because okay. I think it, it, it helps gel the atmosphere. But I think uh, I'll take that back. I'll say, actually, it like, like since we've established that we can have music, a magician on top, that's the real icebreaker. Yeah, that's that, what's that, that would be the ideal. The ideal. Yeah, for early in the day, if you've got some nice music, uh, yeah, get that, that just create some nice background atmosphere so it's not feeling, when it's, when it's completely silent, I mean, it just feels a bit tense, doesn't it? Doesn't, yes, absolutely. No one really knows like, what's going on. No, no atmosphere. And, you know, yeah. so, so the, nice bit of music, get a magician who's going to get everybody laughing and clapping and cheering, and then you'll just have a nice atmosphere, it'll be relaxed. And people will be talking to each other. They won't be set off into their separate factions, and that's that's the ideal start that's to uh, yeah. 
to your party. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing that information with us. Really, really appreciate it. Nice. Thank you very much for having me. Cool. It's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, we look forward to speaking to you again, hopefully in the near future. I hope so. Thank you. Paul, thanks again. Thanks. You're welcome. See you Bye. Later. Bye.